Welcome everybody to the Sleepy Perform Repeat Podcast. This is your host, David Clancy, and along with my co-host, Connor Gavin, we are here in SoCo Performance, Dublin, Ireland, to bring you a podcast focusing on what it means to be performing at the highest level. What, in essence, is high-performance culture? We're going to share our experience and our backgrounds into what we've acquired over the years. Connor Gavin has extensive experience of working in the AFL with the West Coast Eagles, but also having worked in a high-performance environment with the Irish rugby team. Myself, David Clancy, I'm going to bring my experience and know-how from having worked in London with Isaac Kinetic Medical Group on Hardy Street, but also having experienced high-performance culture working with the Brooklyn Nets and the San Antonio Spurs of the NBA. What we're striving to achieve here is to find out what exactly makes high-level athletes tick and what makes them to perform at the highest level and how they really can get back to play at the highest level of return to play and return to performance after injury. How do all these elements play a role in performance? That's what we're really trying to find out here. So I hope you all enjoy listening to this and can learn. I really hope it sparks an interest because what we're really trying to do here in Ireland is evolve and grow and tap into what really makes high performance culture. Hey guys, so today David and Kieran sat down and spoke to Jalen Wolfe, who heads up the wellness program in Jim Jones over in the US. So you may recognize and remember the name Jim Jones from when we spoke to Jake Hutchinson for an episode uh, a couple of weeks ago. So Jalen, yeah, the heads up the wellness program. So we speak to her about her background and how she got to where she is today. Obviously, she has not been uh, working in gyms all her life. She's also a designer, a photographer and a writer. So speak about how uh, she feels those have helped her and continue to help her uh, in her work today. Um, she has a significant background in the outdoors and exercise and outdoors, particularly as a former uh, snowboarder, competitive snowboarder. So we get our thoughts on people's increasing connection to the land in terms of participation in events in the outdoors and also this idea of uh, forest bathing and kind of disconnecting from technology a little bit. We also get back into the nitty-gritty of performance basics on issues such as recovery, uh, but also her thoughts on the idea of biohacking, which is kind of experimenting in different methods to aid recovery and performance. So um, many thanks to Jake Hutchinson himself and also Lisa Bouchard and all at Jim Jones who've brought this episode to you today. Jim Jones, obviously, they're based over in the US. They're one of the one of if not the uh, best gyms in the US uh, that I know I've heard about anyway, and David has personally been to so um, if you go onto their website jimjones.com or have a look at their Instagram uh, they're just Jim Jones Salvation on Instagram you can kind of see for yourself what they're about but as they've written about themselves they kind of they set a hilltop fire to to signal a different way to people and how to train and um some of the stuff they do is really really interesting lots of mindset focus to their work uh, so they seem to be a lot more than just the gym so you should definitely check some of their stuff out um as per usual again if you have any questions or comments for us we would love to hear them you can actually find out a good bit more about this episode and all our previous ones to date on our website which is now live it's sleepy performerpeace.com so you can get myself david and kieran's details on there and also if you have any questions or comments on the episode for jalen herself i'm sure she'd love to hear them she's on instagram as well her handle is just jalen wolf um so yeah i hope you enjoy this one and speak to you all soon okay so hi guys welcome to another episode of sleepy report perform repeat um, i'm joined here with david who's going to introduce to our next guest jalen wolf jalen thanks a lot for coming on today Thanks so much. I'm happy to be here. We got your 
name from Lisa Bouchard and Jim Jones, because I reached out to her last week and she said, if I wanted to talk to anyone, you'd be the one to talk to because you're heading up the wellness program currently in Jim Jones and you have a very interesting, diverse background. So there's a lot, yeah. a lot we want to draw from this today. You're obviously someone who seems to be creating, inspiring and exploring. Let's put it like that. So how's life for you today? I am really happy to be in Utah. I actually just moved here a couple weeks ago from Colorado, and everything's been going really well. I'm I'm living with Lisa. She's also my best friend, and it's an easy transition. Um, so yeah, it's great. So you have a very interesting background. Let's talk to the listeners a little bit, and the fact that you study political science, climate change, national security in Colorado college, but also you did a bit of architecture, right? And now you're, we're working yeah. out of Jim Jones. So just, that's quite a diverse background. So just give us a little bit of insight into how you got from there to where you are today. Okay. Um, so kind of health and wellness and sports has always been sort of an underlining tone in my life. I've been an athlete my entire life. I was a competitive snowboarder in high school and then a competitive crossfitter during college and a little bit outside of college uh, into grad school. And my interest sort of in the health and nutrition and wellness were always there, as were kind of the, the climate change and design world. And that's one of the reasons I studied political science in college. At the time, I wanted to be a photojournalist and focusing on those issues. And then... Um, I was always doing, you know, competitive sports, so that kind of fulfilled that outlet. And then I found CrossFit, and CrossFit became a big part of my life, but it was definitely more of a hobby. Um, my ex owns a CrossFit gym in Colorado Springs, so I was coaching for them. Nutrition was always a big part of it. That was kind of the beginning of the paleo era. Mm-hmm. And then I was trying to figure out what I was going to do um, in addition to, you know, coaching CrossFit and decided to apply to architecture school because to me it was kind of the the middle ground or sort of the culmination of politics, environmentalism, uh, sociology, and design. It's kind of this holistic uh, field to me. And I applied and got in and I loved the program, although I never really wanted to be an art, you know, like a normal architect, but got a lot out of the program and it's sort of systems-based thinking and connecting all of the dots and being a sort of translator for all of the different parties involved. And that's a big part of what I see myself bringing forward, regardless of what field I'm in, is being able to speak multiple languages, being able to connect dots, whether it's, you know, with strength and conditioning or nutrition or sleep optimization. You know, to me, everything I do is about bringing people together some kind of diverse areas and uh, finding a middle ground and, you know, exploiting that and, you know, a holistic approach to everything really in my life. And I get bored really easily, so I have to be doing a lot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like I read a really good quote there on your site when you had quoted Aldo Leopold saying, there are two things that interest me, the relation of people to each other, but also the relation of people to the land. And I could kind of see how that really gives you a lot of energy. And I can kind of see that in your, in your work and what you're trying to bring from your design and your photography, and then kind of extrapolate that insight 
into what you're going to bring onto the into the gym setting. That can only be really uh-huh. u- unique, you know. That's quite a unique background. Yeah, hundred percent. And even though you know, for the gym, I do a number of different things. A big part of it is the wellness direction and nutrition coaching and partnerships. But I'll always be a designer, a photographer, a writer. Um, so that I mean, that will infiltrate everything I do, and always will. And it in having this sort of broad role, it allows me to bring that in as that develops. Um, so, so it's great. It, it definitely um, informs all of the things I do, the things I care about, um, and you know how I can speak to other people and inspire them. For sure. Jalen, um, I'd just like to touch on um, you speaking about that quote that David mentioned, um, speaking about the relation of people to the land. So in Ireland, what we've noticed yeah. over the last while is an increased focus on outdoor exercise and outdoor events and like adventure races. Have you noticed that change in yeah. the US and what do you, how do you feel about that? So what do, how do I feel about that in the US? Or Have you noticed a change over there? Yeah, actually, there's a huge push with, like, the whole Spartan races. There's all sort of, I guess it depends what sport you're involved in, but there's all sorts of, you know, outdoor adventure races. I know there's been this whole trajectory in the CrossFit community of, you know, CrossFit was huge. Everybody was training inside the gym, and, you know, they were competing in CrossFit itself. But now, with um, and, you know, I don't CrossFit anymore, and Jim Jones is not a CrossFit gym, but in that sort of functional fitness community, there's this huge push from, you know, having been solely about training in the gym to using the gym as a tool to be able to do all of these amazing things outside of the gym. And I think adventure racing is kind of a big part of that. I have a lot of friends that, you know, were competitive athletes in some capacity and are now getting into this kind of multi-sport outdoor race thing. Um, and it's, it's great to see that because I think one of the beautiful things about, um, design and photography, but sort of the way that I see myself inspiring people is showing the beauty of the natural world through these races and, or through getting your body outside. I think people don't understand an issue unless they can experience it firsthand or see it firsthand. And a big part of that is getting outside and seeing the beauty around you. And I think that's a really interesting and a really cool aspect that these um, races and activities are bringing to people. Well, and I'm sure you guys have experienced that as well. I mean, I've actually been to Ireland. I went with my father, and it's a gorgeous place. I mean, it's so green. The roads are really narrow and kind of scary, <laughs> but it's gorgeous. So what what part um, what part did you visit? You know, I honestly don't remember. We rented a car and we drove all over the place. Um, and this was I don't know. This was at least five years ago, probably longer. Well, you, um, you have another excuse now. You have a couple of people you can visit. Oh, that would be great. I would love that. I like what you said there about the outdoor activities. Actually, I was reading a book yesterday. And, you talked a lot about forest bathing, how essentially it's very good oh, for, yeah. <laughs> you know, for, for mind, mindfulness and just slowing down and charging into the ground and, and grounding yourself and getting away from the phone and getting away from the computer and getting away from 
all that stuff that maybe could be sucking away at you and really just tapping into nature. And that's kind of what those, the mountain biking maybe and, and those sort of outdoor pursuit sort of activities can help it, right? A hundred percent. I, yeah, I'm no question a hundred percent on board with that. And I've heard that term before as well. And I love it. Um, that's kind of what, how I feel when I go outside. I am like rejuvenating myself through bathing in the mountains or the desert, whatever it may be. I spend a lot of time in the desert um, and hiking with my dog and mountain biking as well. And I think in this sort of modern, um, you know, era, we're surrounded by concrete all the time and it disconnects us so much from what I think it really, you know, like part of being human is connecting to the natural world and it's it's so important and people people don't get it enough but when they do it kind of brings them back to you know themselves in a big way i think excellent and just one of the words you said there rejuvenate we're hosting events here in soco performance um next week um entitled recharge and rejuvenate so I was just looking to get your opinion. On oh, what, I love it. <laughs> I just love to get your opinion on what, uh, what are the perils of recovery that you find work best for yourself? The like specific ways I recover. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Um, so mobility is a big one for me constantly. Um, that I spend right, you know, my schedule's been off as I've been moving, but I spend probably an hour a day on mobility and, you know, tar- targeting whatever it is that's really tight. Um, and, you know, I'm always kind of consistently dealing with some sort of injury. It's, you know, as, as an athlete, that, that just happens. Um, adequate sleep for me is the biggest thing out, you know, kind of prior to doing any body work. That's huge for me. Um, I need at least eight hours to feel good and I really struggle with sleep in general um, I've had a lot of brain injuries and I think that that's part of it um, and you know I've, I've worked with doctors and you know right now I'm kind of in a really good groove with tracking that and then nutrition obviously I think nutrition in terms of how we're fueling ourselves is you know paramount so I say sleep nutrition and then any sort of body work in terms of recovery I'm slowly getting into sort of the sauna cold therapy and that's just resource based. If I have access to that stuff, I really, you know, I try to take advantage of it. Um, I'm trying to get a hold of a infrared panel so that I can um, start implementing that more. And I'm kind of in, into like any sort of biohacking that I can do. I love all of it and I'm willing to try anything. I have, I had an unbelievable physical therapist in Boulder that I was working a ton with and there'll be one I'm working with in Utah as well. And she's supposed to be amazing. Um, so yeah, any, anything I can do to get my hands on that sort of, you know, is up and coming or, you know, lesser known. I'm, I'm down to try anything that helps my body perform and my brain perform. I also think meditation is really big. Um, I was just going to ask you about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I try to get into a parasympathetic state as much as possible because my cortisol is pretty elevated 
And meditation has been huge for that. 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes at night. I do what's called Viva meditation. And I really love it. I, I don't always remember to do the evening one, but I, every single morning before I do anything else, I do 15 minutes of meditation. Um, and that, that's been really transformative for me. Very good. Very it's, good. Like, it's very disciplined. So there's a lot of stuff there that people would find it hard to make the time for, which is great that you've managed to do it. Um, so what we're trying to give the information across next week will just be about um, what's important and finding what works for you and what can fit into your routine. And um, I think that's most important. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's what we and aim to do next week. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. People, you know, claim they don't have enough time. And I think it comes down to what your priorities are. People have enough time to downregulate if they make the time um, and, you know, eat healthy and, you know, sleep enough. They, a lot of people, you know, sit in front of the television or, you know, watch we have like Netflix every night, you know, and that's at least an hour. And you, you can take that hour and apply it to something else in your life. It's just what you decide to make a priority. And I think everything in life comes down to priorities. And, you know, I, I struggle with the same thing. I have to, I don't always love meditating. Half the time I'm, I'm struggling while I'm doing it. You know, I'm questioning why I'm doing it. It's, bored and you know my mind is racing whatever but I'm still getting the benefits and again it's just about priorities absolutely and it's very about it's that practice will improve the the practice itself um and so that's why it's important 100%. to keep on doing it yeah so we'd like to just move on we ask um each of our guests three questions um throughout the course of the podcast so I'd like to just start with the first one if that's all right yes of course um so here at Soak Up Performance, we deal with high performance, and we want to just ask, what does high performance mean to you? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, high performance, I, gosh. I think it means being able to do everything you want in life in a healthy way. And that, that changes per person or, you know, for each individual, I think. High performance, it, you know, it's both mental and physical, and I think it's setting yourself up in a way that's sustainable rather than, you know, leading to burnout or injury. Um, so I don't, it's not a very succinct answer, but I think it's, it's living in a way that allows you to be sustainable and to do everything you enjoy and love to do in a, in a healthy way. No, that's brilliant. That yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, the next okay. one, the next one um, that I'd like to run through is just, so you've mentioned a lot of setbacks and injuries and things that have happened and they do take a toll on mindset and how you, how you're thinking about things and your psychology. So I'd just like to look into that. If you had an event or if you were training for CrossFit and something didn't go your way, one of the exercises or you felt burnt out during it, what kind of methods, what do you do to reframe your mind and to get focused again to overcome such hurdles or problems? This is one of my favorites. Hmm. I think that, um, yeah, this is definitely one of my favorites. Um, I think that you either win or you learn. And I oh think God. in all of the experiences I've had in my life, whether they're sport-related or you know personal, 
the most challenging and the ones where they felt like a loss or a, um, or, you know, what, whatever it is, uh, some sort of challenge. I've learned more about myself and what I want from those experiences. And I'd rather have that on, on the end than winning and not really taking much away from it. And I think if you're a smart athlete, you take away a lot when you win. You know, you, you can always in, improve in some capacity. But I think recognizing that those losses or those challenges are learning experiences rather than putting a moral judgment on them. I try not to put, you know, a good or a bad on an experience. It's, it's just a learning experience and it's a growing experience. Yeah, I, I think that's one we'll, we'll use moving forward, win or learn. We like that here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the last one is just, if there was three areas or three things that you're focusing on at the moment in your life, what would they be? Um, that's good. Three is, three is hard to narrow down. Um, I say self-growth and self-love. I'm kind of always trying to improve in those areas. And that's definitely a focus. I'm, I think in addition to that, I'm more like a, a tangible level. I'm dealing with a whole bunch of hormonal dysfunction related to, you know, my past, um, as an athlete and, you know, high stress environments and head trauma. So I'm trying to really, it's been a couple of years of this, if not the last year for, of trying to really dial that in and, um, you know, again, working on uh, getting into more of a parasympathetic state. My training has changed dramatically because of it. A lot less high intensity, a lot more, um, you know, getting outside, getting back on my mountain bike. Um, Jiu-jitsu is a big part of my life. So that I definitely can tailor my training to be less high intensity and more skill-based. Um, so that's a big one in terms of health. And then... I think one thing I'm, I always have to be learning and growing and kind of always involved in some sort of extended education program. So the, right now I'm in a nutritional therapy association program. And after that, I plan on doing an adapt health coach program through Chris Presser. So just the constant acquisition of knowledge for me is huge. And that's definitely something I always focus on. That's brilliant. Thanks. Now, Jalen, very, very good. You came through our three questions exceedingly well there. I, oh, yay. Thank you. <laughs> They're I, great questions. I want to ask you a couple of questions that are a little bit similar to what we would have asked Jake Hutchison, but I'm tailoring it a bit more yeah. specific to you. Okay? Okay. So it's just going to be a one-liner answer, and I really want to – whatever you, whatever you think. Okay. What's your favorite book? Oh, gosh. My favorite book, The Four Agreements. That's the first thing that comes to mind. I have, I have a problem with collecting books. I have like hundreds of them. Um, but in terms of small lessons to take away, that's probably um, the simplest favorite. I give that to all my clients, make them read it, make them absorb it. Um, okay. I've read it numerous times. So. Oh, we have to read that. T tell us your, your favorite quote or a motto you would buy to. Um, so it's a Charles Bukowski quote, I believe, and it's, I might butcher it, you can look it up. It's, if something burns your 
saw with her. Let me actually quickly. I don't want to butcher it because it's so good. Um, it's something burned your soul with purpose and desire. Um, let's see if it comes up. Here we go. Um, almost. So if something burns your soul with purpose and desire, it's your duty to be reduced to ashes by it. And any other form of existence will be yet another dull book in the library of life. Oh, I like it. Okay, very good. Tell us your, your favorite place to visit. Tell your eyes. <laughs> That's okay. kind of home base for me. Um, I've been there on and off my entire life. My family has a house there. And I've, tra I've been really fortunate in traveling all over the world. And that is by far the one place I will constantly go back to. Um, no question. Now, away from that, if you had another place where you could go to photo ah. to photograph, maybe where you haven't been, is there anywhere that oh. is there anywhere you really want to go? Iceland and Greenland. <laughs> okay. I uh, I've been a couple times and I love them both, and they're just outstanding landscapes that I find incredibly inspiring and diverse. Okay, now the last one for me before we we'll wrap up with a little a couple of things. Give us. Jane, we've learned a lot from this and uh, we've got a lot of energy and enthusiasm from it. Give us a life lesson that we can walk out life of our lesson. a life lesson that we can walk out of our clinic today saying, geez, you know, it was worthwhile speaking to her because of X. Give us something to remember you by, a lesson that we can take from you. Um, always look inward. Um, I think a lot of people try to solve their problems. They blame other people. They look outward for a, an answer. And I think we, we always carry the answers. You know, everything outside of us is kind of a reflection of what's going on internally. And I think that constant self-evaluation and um, doing sort of the deep work, the, you know, the soul searching, however you want to call it, I think, that's the most important thing and it, it helps you not take things personally and not expect things from other people. It's, it's constantly looking inward as a way of improving yourself. And I think that's a really big one for me. Jalen, we'd like to commend you on a couple of things. You're someone that's really preached about the yin and not just the yang that we need to understand we can't just smash ourselves all day long you you're connecting with nature all the time and you're bringing that health mentally and physically to everyone that you're working with and we've even drawn that from you today you're somebody that's winning and learning evolving and growing and from us here in dublin we'd like to wish you all the best going forward it's been a pleasure talking to you today thank you so much it's been wonderful i hope i hope to meet you guys in person one day that'd be great thanks a million Jane. absolutely Thanks a lot, Jalen. Take care. Yeah, thanks. thanks so much, guys.